one, no one, no one anywhere in professional sports takes a pay cut to stay somewhere or to go somewhere. It just doesn't happen. It's the oldest narrative that exists in sport fandom to presume, to imagine, to hope that someone will do that. They never, ever do. Good morning to you. Good Friday morning. I'm Dayon Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports, and this is Daily Shot of Steelers, which I offer to you every Monday through Friday, bright and early in the morning. If you're into hockey and or baseball, I also offer up daily shots of Penguins and Pirates. J.J. Watt is not coming to Pittsburgh. Juju Smith-Schuster is not staying in Pittsburgh. Ben Roethlisberger will not play for the NFL minimum wage. I could do this all day. Or I could simply ask for anyone, anywhere, to identify the athlete that does do that, that stays because, you know what, I mean, I've just really fallen in love with this team and this city and these guys, and I just got to be a part of this forever. Wait, they're offering what? <laughs> because that's how these things go. And it's Lucy holding the football every time it comes up, and then it gets yanked away, and we fall for it again and again and again and again and again. This segment of Daily Shot is brought to you by our new partners at Fubo TV. If you're paying around 200 bucks a month for cable, as most of us do, Fubo TV is 65 bucks a month to watch all the same channels with an emphasis on sports, and now including AT&T Sportsnet Pittsburgh, meaning you can watch all the Penguins games, all the Pirates games, and you've basically lost all your excuses to hang on to cable. For our listeners only, go to FuboTV.com DK to get 15% off your first month. One more time, FuboTV.com slash DK, 15% off your first month. Someone in J.J. Watt's camp, maybe J.J. himself, for all any of us know, leaked out yesterday that the best offer he's received so far from an NFL team via free agency has been in the 13 to 14 million dollar range. Okay. I mean that's that's not something that Pittsburgh could even begin to fantasize about. Presuming anyone with the Steelers would think that he's worth that at age 32 and being respectfully I say this on the decline. He's not what JJ Watt was 5 6 years ago. That JJ Watt you pay him whatever he wants. This one you don't. But at no point in any of that equation does it come up that, man, I'd, it, it'd just be a dream come true to play with my brothers. I mean, they're both in Pittsburgh. Nothing would make me happier. I've already made gazillions of dollars playing for the Houston Texans. Uh, I'd like a chance at a Super Bowl. You know, Pittsburgh's bringing their franchise quarterback back. Uh, I can play with TJ and Derek and just make mom and dad in Wisconsin so happy. Here I come. Nothing, nothing of the sort leaked out. No, no. That's the kind of stuff that if you're JJ, 
and you're conscious of your public image as he has always been. And I say that also very respectfully. What he did for the people of Houston in their time of need with the flooding and and everything that occurred there, I have no doubt that that came from a good place. There's no way you put that kind of effort, that kind of passion that he did if you're just, you know, trying to win a few social media followers over. But, again, everyone likes to be liked. So, J.J. becomes a free agent, and, you know, the brothers send a couple of little tweets and messages of their own over social media, and he participates, and we all go, oh, wouldn't that be neat? Wouldn't that? Never mind that the Steelers really aren't in need of a player at his particular position. So that's not happening, and it was, never was going to happen. Juju's a, a, a similar case, maybe more than might be obvious. Juju also likes to be liked. That's a thing with him. That's why he's on social media and he does his good deeds and everything else. And here again, I'm not going to doubt that those things also originate from a good place. That they come from the heart. Again, he's done a lot of things that haven't been captured on camera or haven't been captured by his own personal social media crew tailing him around. I know that for a fact. I've heard of these things and in one case witnessed it myself in Lawrenceville. He's not a bad kid by any stretch of the imagination because he puts stuff on his social media and calls attention to his good deeds, some of them. He likes to be liked. That's a very common thing, particularly with the younger generation as it applies to social, whether that's Twitter, Instagram, whatever. And he's really good at it. He's been that from day one. So what's Juju going to say when he speaks in public, whether it's through a formal interview, whether it's through uh, a podcast, he was on a new podcast uh, called Yin's Hers, that's run by three women Steelers fans. It's really good, too. Juju was on there, and he gave the standard speech, the meaning standard based on what he has said on a fairly regular basis since the conclusion of the season. He wants to be a Steeler. He loves Pittsburgh. He takes uh, pictures for his Instagram of you know, the first side of downtown and says, this is where I want to be. I could see a four-year contract he put on one of his IG stories. And then, in the same podcast, says, I also want to be paid what I'm worth. Well, there's your escape hatch, you know? I mean, he's not saying I'm going to do anybody a favor. He's saying that... If all the money is equal, or maybe even if it's close to equal, I'll pick Pittsburgh. But he's not doing anybody any favor. He's not, you know, going to start humming Mr. Rogers tunes and saying, I'm going to stay in Pittsburgh forever no matter what they offer me because Ben's my quarterback and I love my 
uh, fellow wide receivers, and this is the big year for us. I really want to show everybody that I'm here and all about the Super Bowl and everything else. No. 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 It still comes down to getting paid what you're worth. Agents in this business, whether that's the NFL or any professional sports league, are almost always the ones who talk their clients down from that particular tree. As soon as their clients come to them with instructions or suggestions about how they really ought to be signing some kind of extension where they are because I love these guys and I love this stadium and I love these fans and I want to play with such and such superstar, whether that's Ben Roethlisberger or Sidney Crosby or Andrew McCutcheon or whoever at any given point. And the agent is always the one who says, hang on a second, let me show you something. And the agent will put together, I've actually laid eyes on one of these. This was six or seven years ago. I'm not going to give the name of the agent, but it was someone who was representing a, a rather prominent player on the Pirates. And that player wanted to do something like this. The agent went through all of the players' rights and all of the team's rights and said, look, you can be as loyal as you want to the team. The team doesn't have to be that. Back to you. And the team, in all likelihood, won't be that back to you if and when your performance declines or you get older. You can put a no-trade clause in. You can insist on it. They can still find a way to move you. They can make you miserable. They can make you want out of there, and you'll eventually agree to the NT to, to the uh, foregoing the NTC. And then, and this is the the tactic that I saw in this one case. I wish I could tell you the name because you'd love this, but I'm just not going to do that. They put together a graphic illustrating what they could do with this money that they're willing to give up to stay with that team. And then they'll take that money and say, you could give this to your children and they could buy this. They could be in charge of this. They could start their own company. They can have all their dreams come true just as you've had yours come true. And they bring family into it and they're really, really, really good at this. And that's when the player will say, like Juju did, I love Pittsburgh. This is great. This is where I want to be. And I want to be paid while I'm worth. And I want to be paid what I'm worth on the open market. That's what it comes down to every time. That's not me being cynical. That's me looking at a century and change of ample precedent throughout professional sports. Money always wins these discussions. This is why I laugh when I hear people say, uh, so-and-so team can never sign anybody because no one would ever sign there. Sure they would. Absolutely they would. 
if they offered more money. We used to say, for how long no one would ever sign in Cleveland? Guess what? They did. You know why? Because Cleveland had tons of cap space. The same things are said now about the Bengals. No one, oh, you'd be crazy to sign with the Bengals. This was even before Joe Burrow. You'd be nuts to sign with the Bengals. They're going nowhere. It's a cheap ownership, and they have, uh, you know, lousy practice facilities and everything. And actually, they do. It doesn't matter. Why do free agents still sign with the Bengals? Really good free agents. Really high-priced free agents. You know why? Because they get paid more. And someone shows them the average lifespan of an NFL career at a given position. This is not complicated. It always comes down to this. And you know what? To some extent, the same is true of the Ben saga. Why is Ben coming back? I'd like to think it's because, you know, the Cleveland loss left him with a, uh, you know, a foul taste in his mouth, and he's determined to come back and make things right and go out on a high note and stick out his whole career uh, in Pittsburgh and go into Canton as a stealer and all this other stuff. The fact of the matter is he's going to get paid an awful lot of money. And if you don't think Ryan Toner, his agent, hasn't had the exact talk or something very, very close to it that I just described with Ben. It's naive. Believe me, it's come up. Money matters. Money always matters. When we come back, just one question. If you'd like to leave one, you can do that by visiting DK Pittsburgh Sports. Find the article that contains this podcast and leave it right there in comments. This segment of Daily Shot is brought to you by the personal injury law firm of Luxembourg, Garbett, Kelly, and George, LGKG. They represent people who are hurt in car accidents, who need help with workers' comp, who filed for medical malpractice claims. The attorneys at LGKG have been keeping promises in our region for over 80 years. Learn more about them at lgkg.com or by calling 888-842-5454. And today's Just One Q comes from Joe, who asks in regard to the Steelers wide receivers leading the NFL in drops this past season. Joe asks, I wonder how much it affects the receivers adjusting to the way Ben throws when he misses so much practice time, including every Wednesday, they're much more used to catching passes from Mason Rudolph in practice, and then they have to switch to Ben on game day. It's not really that extreme, Joe, but the most powerful answer that I can offer back to you is that this very thing that you described moved Randy Feetner, Ben's super loyal, hand-picked, basically, coordinator, to speak about that very thing publicly. He did that. It didn't get a whole lot of headlines, which stunned me. But one of those Thursday uh, media sessions, 
during the regular season, a little bit later on, Feetner brought up when he was trying to explain that really bad spate of drops that the receivers had, that the ball comes out of Ben's hand a little bit differently. The ball comes out of every quarterback's hand a little bit differently. It's not necessarily as dramatic as, let's say, the way a ball comes out of a pitcher's hand, you know, with different pitches and stuff like that. But these are humans. They're not robots. And there is a different angle. There's a different movement. There's a different... Spin rate, spiral, tightness of the spiral, the way the ball comes at you really, really hard in a short yardage setting, the way it does from Ben, or whether there's maybe a little bit more touch on it on a short pass the way there is from Mason. So this is, it's a real thing. It's a real thing. The only reason I semi-cringed a little bit at reading your, your question is that it's not that big of a thing. When you go over the Steelers' work week leading up to a typical, let's say, a Sunday 1 p.m. kickoff, on Monday they're off. On Tuesday they're just doing a lot of film. They're doing a lot of prep work. Nobody goes on to any field. On Wednesday they go out for their first practice. Ben and Marquise Pouncey and a couple other veterans, uh, David DeCastro got some days this year. Uh, it, It would get divvied up because they don't want to wear down their older guys leading into the playoffs. They also don't want to lose their older guys, and their older guys kind of expect this sort of thing as a show of respect is going to make you cringe back. So I don't want to do that, but that's actually kind of the way they think, okay? And from there, they practice fully on Thursday. They practice fully on Friday, meaning Ben the whole way through. You know, with first-team reps. It's it's not like Mason and the other quarterbacks don't practice. And then Saturday, they have their walkthrough. So you're still talking about two full practices and the walkthrough leading into the Sunday game, uh, not to mention the film sessions. Uh, that's just not something that is a difference maker. I, I have a really hard time believing that, and I have a harder time blaming that for Deontay Johnson dropping 15 passes, most of which were just the easiest, easiest catches that he could have made in the course of his career. If you remember some of those drops, this wasn't the way the ball came out of Ben's hand. These were throws that, you know, basically hit him right between the numbers or right in his hands, and he just couldn't hang on. That that Look, Deontay, I don't want to make it sound like he was the one pinning anything on how often Ben practices or anything. That didn't come from him. It came from Feetner. So I, I'm not there. I'm not buying it. Ben would be a better quarterback if these guys wouldn't drop the ball so often. Ben would be a better quarterback if he had an offensive line that wasn't afraid or too tired or too old to push forward. Ben would be a better quarterback if he had a running game. Ben would also be a better quarterback if he himself weren't reluctant to throw the ball deep. There's a lot of different variables in this. I, I'm not accepting the Wednesday practice thing as one of those. I'm glad you asked the question, Joe. Thank you for that. Thanks to everybody for listening. We'll do this again on Monday. Monday.
At Point Park University in the heart of downtown Pittsburgh, they understand there's no substitute for real-world experience and career-building connections. Their innovative curriculum engages students with distinctive experiential learning opportunities. Point Park's pioneering co-op program empowers qualified students to work in full-time, paid positions with their corporate partners while earning college credits. Visit pointpark.edu works to learn more. Career ready. That's the point. Point Park University. Your front door. Your car. Your gym locker. Your gun. Safety is a habit. Learn more about how to keep guns safe and secure. Visit projectchildsafe.org.